You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, so Be'ezra Hashem, tonight we're going to be continuing and finishing with our series of Shirim on the world of Shabbos. And tonight is going to be a discussion, or a nakuda, really it's going to be a shorter Shir than usual, um, but it's going to be trying to describe what happens in the traits of Shabbos. We've gone through already the three stages of Arab Shabbos, the chaos of the death of the week, the anticipatory anxiety over the fact that we will eventually leave Shabbos, the power of preparing for Shabbos. We spoke about the koyach of Friday night of Leil Shishi, where we show the malachim how this worldliness is of an elevated status above and beyond even the elyonim, that human struggle and the cultivation of spiritual consciousness within the concealment itself is of a higher level than pure revelation. On Shabbos day, we spoke about the koyach of ki'ilu, the power of make-believe, the power of experiencing that lofty level of ta'anug she'enu murgash, like Ravichamayar Morgenstern pointed out, that capacity to experience the non-feeling of yichud and to believe in the feeling itself and to draw down that unconscious awareness into consciousness. We spoke about the koyach of Shalashudis, of Rav Adarabin, the desire for desire, the remembrance of lack within fullness, the hunger that needs to be found even in a place of seyedi. And we learned from the tzaddikim, the Piyazat Rebbe, and Rav Hil Zaitlin, Hashem Yim Kamdamam, the power of the silent, dusk-like experience that illuminated darkness of the dusk of Shabbos, when the brazen dogs of Motzei Shabbos are knocking at the door, yet we surrender ourselves and we're Moser, our nefesh, into a belief that within the Rav and within the deepest point of desire, there lies even more Kayach of Shabbos. We spoke about Motzei Shabbos, how Motzei Shabbos is the survival of death, how even though we lose the Nesham Yaseira, there's a koyach of anticipating Eliyahu Hanavi, of eating the sudasa, the Davin Malka Mashiach, to feed that point within ourselves that survives even death, that illumination of the Maore or to allow our eyes to see with the redness of the wine, to sweeten the severity, and to experience the mournful ecstasy of Motzei Shabbos. What we didn't talk about, and Be'ezer Hashem will talk about it another time in another series, is the Koyach Anavi and the wakefulness at the heart of rest. But now what we've come to is the end of Shabbos, where Shabbos is completely over, where Shabbos has ended entirely. 
even the end of Shabbos, which is the concept of Moshe Shabbos, dies. And the question is, what happens now? What happens after a person falls back down through that traumatic fall back into the cataclysm of the week, of Chol? Now, Chol doesn't only mean mundane. It could also mean a hole. It could also mean kind of a, something broken because the weekday itself is not simply mundanity, but it's also madness. It's also anxiety. It's also fear. It's all of the things that go bump in our hearts and levio de maras nafsho. And each person understands what Shabbos means for them. And each person understands what the whole means for them. It doesn't simply mean a time period. It means a mindset. And the question is, what do we do after we confront the end of things, when things actually die? And here, there's going to be a simple nakuda, a nakuda that is something we've spoken about in the past numerous times, perhaps one of the essential kernels of Pnimiya Satora. What we're going to discuss is the ability to draw the idea of Shabbos, to draw the holiness of Shabbos and all that it represents into the opposite of Shabbos. Now, this is not a continuation of Shabbos, but rather this is a displacement of Shabbos. This is taking Shabbos from its rightful place, where theoretically the halachic boundaries and the demarcations that define temporal functionality dictate that Shabbos is the seventh day of the week, and the rest of the six days are not Shabbos. And that's a halacha psuka. That's the koyach of the time period. That's kriya that there's Shabbos and there's not Shabbos. But yesh and yan, there's an idea that is unique to Pnimiya Satora, and in particular the path of the Baal Shem Tov and his students, that allows us to say, yes, we recognize at first glance this essential demarcation that exists and remains in between Shabbos and the days that are not Shabbos. But nevertheless, or in spite of the fact that those demarcations exist, there is an idea, there is a possibility, there is a kayach, there is a hope of revealing the aspect of Shabbos that is buried within the week itself. Almost as if to say that, yes, we acknowledge the boundaries that separate Shabbos and not Shabbos, but on a deeper level, on a level of emes la'amiso, we also know deeply, intuitively, even if we can't describe it, even if we can't express it, that even when it's the weekday, it's Shabbos. That even at the heart of whole, at the heart of brokenness and the heart of darkness and the heart of all of the things that are frightening and all of the things that are broken and all of the things that are tzabrachin, nevertheless, if a person settles the mind for but a moment and a person allows themselves to experience the true chofesh of what it means to be a human being, which is the limited capacity to direct our minds in the direction with which we want to direct it. There's a koyach, there's an Indian that is capable of uncovering the light of Shabbos that exists within the whole itself. To uncover the lights of holiness that exists within the mundanity. To uncover the lights of comfort that exists within the heart of anxiety. To uncover the lights of faith that exists within the heart of heresy. And this Indian of being Megala, the Koyach of Shabbos, of revealing the Koyach of Shabbos that exists during the mundane week is going to be the Nakuda that we're going to try and speak about tonight. Now, as a preface, which is really a postface, 
This is really the end of tonight's shir, but we're going to use it as the beginning of tonight's shir in Bechina of Saif Masab Machshav Tchila. That what we're going to start talking about, who we're going to start talking about next week, Be'ezra Sashem. Rabbi Yisrael Balshemtov, the Holy Balshemtov, the Or Shiva Seyemeberashis, the light of the seven days of creation. That light, that neshama that came down to the Jewish people when they were dead to whisper into their ears their name, to awaken them. Is Mamish the same exact Indian of what we're trying to describe tonight? Because like we said, Shabbos is a time of being alive. It's when a Jew is truly alive, when the world is revealed in the way it's meant to be revealed, where a person sees the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, not only in spiritual attitudes, but also in physicality itself, where eating itself becomes a Vodas Hashem, where sleeping itself, unconsciousness itself, becomes part and parcel of the Avodah, as the tzaddikim of Ishbitz and Radzin would teach us that to find God within unconsciousness is to disclose retroactively that even in the points of concealment, utter concealment, concealment within concealment within concealment, even there when our minds are no longer with us, there is an inherent irreducible faction that is directed completely and utterly towards godliness. Not because of any schus or effort on our part, but because kacha, that's the metzias of a Jewish person, that even their bodies and their unconscious state, as they're in their depths of slumber and impurity, are still mukusher to the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. On Shabbos, we're alive. During the week, we're dead. And like we said, in the name of the Vilna Gon, in the name of the Ijarabah, that death is, is applicable to all of us, even when we're still alive. That any person who falls from a level that they were operating at is considered as having died. And this transition from Shabbos into Chol, from life into death, is something that took place on a historical level as well for the Jewish people. That the Jewish people had a great expectancy, there was a great yearning, there was a great pregnancy towards redemption. The Jewish people were inflamed and aflamed with the desire for Mashiach Tzidkeni to arrive. Now, on a political level, on a sociological level, all of that needs to be examined as well in terms of the, the yearning and the desire that the Jewish people had for Mashiach Tzidkenu. But on a certain level, it's ultimately as Pashit as Pashit can be. The Jewish people were tired. The Jewish people who have been through so much, the world which has been through so much, were ready for things to be fixed. We were ready for a tikkun. We were ready for the promise that we've been promised, that we've been waiting for for so profoundly long. We were ready for Mashiach, and there was reason to expect Mashiach, that there was an expectancy, there was, there was a real hope or an anticipation towards Mashiach, kind of the reverberating light of the promise of life within a dead corpse. And the way Rahman al-Atzlan, that things happened historically, is that the Jewish people, not only were we disappointed, but we were profoundly broken. That the Jewish people were left deader than dead, beyond death, death within death. They were broken, they were unconscious, there was no hope. And comes along this neshama, comes along this light of the seven days of creation, comes along this neshama that came to reveal in the world, the Balshem Tavakadush. And as the Lubavitcher Rebbe says, he starts whispering the name of the Jewish people into their ear. Like an unconscious individual, when you're trying to awaken them, you call their name. When you're trying to wake somebody up, you call their name out. 
And Rav Yisrael Baal Shem, the Baal Shem Tov, the Heliga Baal Shem Tov, began to whisper the name of the Jewish people into their ear, reminding us that we're still alive and that we're not dead yet. And that even though we feel dead and even though we feel broken and even though we feel completely concealed in the doubled level of concealment, nevertheless, the Jewish people are alive. And the Baal Shem Tov and the Torah that the Baal Shem Tov is Megaleh to us, to the world, to history, is what gives the Jewish people the Kayach to, to live beyond death. Now, if we map this on to the coordinates which we've been discussing with regards to Shabbos, so that hopelessness that arrives after the failed messianic revolution that the Jewish people were so desperately seeking, so there's a death there, that's a Bechina of Motzei Shabbos. And comes along the Baal Shem Tov and he says, ah, even though it's Motzei Shabbos, even though you're dead, nevertheless, I'm going to teach you that you're still alive. I'm going to teach you how to be alive even in the kever. I'm going to teach you how to be alive even in the darkness of the Carpathian Mountains, even in the darkest hillsides of Ukraine, even in those parts of existence which are so utterly devoid of any conceivable light. The Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh is going to come and teach us how the deepest light is found there. And so the Baal Shem Tov is the one who arrives to wake us up on Motzei Shabbos, which could be why. There's a minhag amongst the Tamidim of the Baal Shem Tov and anybody who wants to be associated with the Baal Shem Tov, that on Motzei Shabbos, the minhag is to tell stories from the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. Why? What's the shaykhus between the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh and Motzei Shabbos? Because what the Baal Shem Tov did was he came to remind us that we're alive even when we're dead. That even in the death-bringing speech of all the destruction, there's a power that still exists. There's a life force that persists in its irreducibility. And so on Motzei Shabbos, when we die, when we lose sight of Shabbos, the only hope that we can have is to tell stories of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, to remind ourselves that, oh, we were dead once before, and we were taught that we were still alive, even in death. And that's what we're going to reminisce now. One of the few minhagim that we have from the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh with regards to Motzei Shabbos is that a person is supposed to eat shum on Motzei Shabbos. This person is supposed to eat garlic. And what I was thinking just right before this year began was that on a physical level, when it comes to garlic, garlic is a food whose smell remains on the breath way after a person has eaten it. And if the entire teaching that the Baal Shem Tov is coming to teach us is how to taste life even after life has been negated, to taste the light of redemption within darkness itself, to realize that Shabbos, even after it ends, continues to express itself during the week. So then the only way to engage in that on a physical level is to eat a food on Motzei Shabbos whose reminiscence and whose trace will persist even afterwards. Because that's ultimately what the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh was coming to teach us. How we can allow a light that has ended, a light that has been extinguished, to continue even in its extinguishment. Ah, you thought that light has to be light in order to be light? No, the Baal Shem Tov teaches that light can be darkness and still be light. That's the avoid of the Baal Shem Tov. That's the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov. Which is why the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov is the Torah of Mashiach Tzidkenu. The chilek were told from our tzaddikim of the Or HaGanuz, of the light that was concealed, that existed for but a moment at the beginning of creation. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu concealed it for the sake of all of existence, because had that light perpetuated itself, had that light been fully revealed, 
then there would have never been a descent into the duplicitous nature of existence that allows for the basic playing field of Bechira and volitional activity, which would mean that the entire Machsheva Sabriya, the entire original desire or the design that God, so to speak, allowed to emerge within his infinite will, would have been negated from the get-go because the infinitude of HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have been present on every level to a point of utter annihilation of any form of difference. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu was gone as that light. He hid that light. He concealed it. He was metzamsem his light, Kavyachol. In order so that we can engage, in order so that we can engage in the difficult, long, burdensome process of Shis Al-Feshan and Dahave Alma, the 6,000 millennia through which history exists, which correspond to the six days of the week, as the Vilna Gon tells us in Safar Ditzniusa, in his parish on Safar Ditzniusa. But that light was only nignaz, that light was only concealed. It wasn't taken away, chas v'shalom. It was concealed, and because it was concealed, that means that it's still present. And that infinite light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's annihilating presence where all things are good and everything is fixed and nothing is scary and everything is perfect in the way that it's meant to be, still exists within the deepest recesses of that base Ginzi. And Shabbos is a taste of that. Shabbos is that me'ein o'ilam haba. What the Baal Shem Tov came to reveal, what Primia Satara came to reveal, what the Talmidei Hagro came to reveal as well, what the Rashash came to reveal, what the Ramchal came to the re- reveal, what the Balasulam came to reveal. But even within all of those distinctions, the Baal Shem Tov came to reveal it in a, a more pronounced way. Is that this light can be tasted now. We have a Koyach to taste that light of the future right now. The Leshem, the Gra, based on the Zohar, in numerous places, and in Mamre Chazal, teach us that anything that stands at the ready to be revealed in the future, it's axiomatic that it must be accessible on a certain level nowadays as well, that we have to be able to taste it. Just as there's a mitzvah to taste the food of Shabbos on Erev Shabbos, to draw the light of Shabbos into the mundanity of the week, so too there's a mitzvah of drawing the light of the future into the present, which is the avoidah of drawing Shabbos into the week. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Something that is directly correspondent to what we're going to be speaking about in the next series of Shiram, the light of those seven days of creation that even though it's concealed and even though it's removed, is still tasteable, is still accessible if we know how to penetrate properly. When we say the Shir Shal Yom, which is a zeicher to the Beis HaMikdash, the avoid of the Beis HaMikdash, when we're describing the days of the week, when we're describing Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Erev Shabbos, what we say is, Hayom Yom Rishon Shabbos, Hayom Yom Shein Shabbos, meaning to say that all conceptions of time, all awareness of time and truth, what we're recognizing is that everything is a march toward Shabbos. And on a deeper level, everything is part and parcel of the expansivity of Shabbos. That Sunday is not Sunday, and Monday is not Monday, but rather it's the Monday within Shabbos, it's the Sunday within Shabbos. That if a person penetrates deeply enough into the concealment and the sheaths and the husks of impurity that seem to cover over the light of godliness within our lives, within the world, What a person comes to find if they dig deep enough through their archaeological desire to uncover the foundations upon which all things rest, what a person comes to find is that all there is is Shabbos. Ah, it's Sunday, it's Monday, it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, it's broken, it's scary, it's terrifying, it's hidden. 
Nevertheless, it's the broken, terrifying, scary elements of Shabbos itself. Oh, and when a person is capable of recognizing that everything that is the opposite of Shabbos is also part of Shabbos, it doesn't take away the discomfort associated with all that is in opposition to Shabbos, but it gives us the koyach to have a menucha sanefesh. It gives us the koyach to trust, to have the faith, to have the comfort of mind that reminds us that even though we have no idea where Shabbos is right now, even though we have no idea how in the world we're going to make it to the next Shabbos, nevertheless, ma'aminim, we believe that it's still Shabbos. It's still Shabbos. Because there's nothing but Shabbos. Because Shabbos is the revelation of the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which annihilates all difference. And the chol is the difference that blocks out the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And on Shabbos, when we taste that infinite light that negates all difference, the residual trace of that awareness, of that moichin of Shabbos, that awareness that all there truly is is Shabbos, carries us into the week. So that when we enter into the week, it's still with the grin on our face, the smirk on our face, because we truly know deep down that it's still Shabbos. Ah, we have to act as if it's not Shabbos? Okay, so we act as if it's not Shabbos on the level of Nefesh, on the level of Ruach, on the level of Neshama, on the level of Chaya even, but on the level of Yechida Sheba Nefesh, at the deepest, most irreducible element of our singularity, which is deeply connected to godliness at every moment, as the Balatanya Sklusa Yoganalenu tells us in the name of the Shefatal, that our deepest element of our singularity is a chilek eloikai mimal mamish, that the element within us that is deeply connected to God, so to speak, on every level, kavyachal mamish, is the revelation that it's always Shabbos. It's always Shabbos. And even though we can't live as if it's Shabbos, even though we're not at a point of Oilam Shekulo Shabbos or Yom Shekulo Shabbos, nevertheless, we're allowed to have the smirk or the grin on our faces, which discloses a certain level of impatience, an impatience to laugh at a joke that hasn't been told yet, an impatience to recognize a revelation that hasn't been revealed yet. And that is the koyach of tasting the light of the future in the present. Chazal tell us that when tzaddikim, when the tanoyim would take leave from one another, there were different locutions that they would use to express their love. And one of those elements, one of those statements was that as they would take leave from one another, as separation clouded the light of clarity, what they would say to one another is, that you should be zochet to see your world within your days. And all of the tzaddikim, the tzlach, the altar of Slabadka, the tamidei bal shem tov, the arvenachal, the zayar hakadosh, all of our tzaddikim in unison announce, this bechina of what that means is it's the promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us that even though the future hasn't arrived yet, even though the light of clarity where all questions are answered hasn't arrived yet, even though the comfort to our burdened bones and skin and sinews and anxieties hasn't arrived yet, 
Nevertheless, Yeshin Yanshi Yitapechakol. As Rabbi Nassim of Nimarov taught, in the name of Rabbi Nachman of Brestel of Skusiyaganalenu, there is something that transforms everything to good. And that thing is the awareness that on the deepest level of our experience, where we are right now is exactly where we need to be. And that underneath all of the pirud and all of the chaos and all of the tohu and all of the shvira and all of the kaas and rogez and sinna and kinna and taiva and kavod and all of the things that take us out of our olam, that take us out of our ability to be present, of all of those things that take us out of that place of being able to settle the mind in the present moment and take a deep breath and say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're here with me, and Lo Echsar, I'm not lacking anything. I'm not lacking anything. A person who says I'm not lacking anything is only someone who feels that they're lacking something. Because that's the experience of Chol. We feel like we're lacking everything. Like we said in the name of the Morayinayim, that the entire concept of whole is predicated on the concept of Lamitas Melachos. Lamitas Melachos is the Indian of Chisaron. There's something missing. But when we can say to ourselves, even in the heart of Chisaron, that Lo Echsar, that Gamki Eilech, Begeit Salmaves, Lo Irara, Ki Ata Imadi, that's the light of the future melting into the present. That's the Nahar Hayotsimi Eidan Hashkos Sagan. That's the river that stems forth from Aden to irrigate the mind of the individual. And it's all dependent on our mind. The Koyach of finding Shabbos within the heart of darkness of the week is a mindset. The Balasulam and Ravichamaya Morgenstern makes a big ASIC out of this, tells us that in truth, there's no distinction of temporal categories. All time is the same. In that Seder Hasmanim that the Tzadikim of Chabad and the Tamidei Baal Shem Tov speak about, all time is one singular entity. Ah, but we see that time manifests itself in different iterations. There's Shabbos, there's Rosh Hashanah, there's Yom Kippur, there's Sukkot, there's Shmini Yatzeres, there's Pesach, there's Hanukkah and Purim. There's all different forms of time. That's only in its revelation, but in its root, all times and all potencies and all spiritual modes of experience in this world are accessible at any moment which means that even though it's not Shabbos, we can tap into Shabbos. And Rav says in a profound way that only a tzaddik like Rav Shlita is capable of saying that when a person thinks about this in a strong enough way, they come to realize that on a certain level, Motzei Shabbos is of a higher order, so to speak, than Shabbos itself. Because Shabbos itself is not such a chiddush. It's not a chiddush to feel Shabbos on Shabbos. It's not a chiddush to suspend your fears and your anxiety when it's Shabbos. Because the light of Shabbos animates the soul. It gives all forms of comfort. The bigger chiddush is to draw Shabbos into the opposite of Shabbos. The bigger chiddush is to force Shabbos into Chol itself. And if a person is capable of doing that, if a person is capable of drawing down those lights of comfort into the heart of discomfort itself, those lights of certainty into the heart of doubt itself, those lights of Shabbos into the heart of Chol itself, that's a bigger Chiddush. Because now you're showing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shabbos is not the only Shabbos. Everything is Shabbos. Ah, we're not allowed to act that way yet, but we still know it. We're holding our laugh. We're ready to laugh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
we're ready uh, for the Titzchak Liyamacharon. But we know that we have to learn how to be patient. We know the punchline already. That's the Chiddush of the Torah of the Baal That's the Chiddush of tasting the future in the present. That's the Chiddush of We know the punchline, but we're just holding our laugh in. We're not allowing ourselves to laugh yet because you've told us not to laugh yet. But we know, we know that we are going to laugh, which means that we're aware of the punchline at the very present moment, which is the Koyach of drawing Shabbos down into the heart of the week itself. Hayom Yom Rishon B'Shabbos, Hayom Yom Sheni B'Shabbos. On a practical level, what this means is very simply the ability to take a deep breath, to hold the breath a little bit, to allow that pent-up pressure of the breath to create that inner claustrophobia where a person allows their mind to scatter itself throughout all of the different areas that cause fear and anxiety and discomfort. But with the exhale, to remember that everything is done. Everything is beseder. Ah, it doesn't look beseder. It looks shalokaseder. It looks like it's going backwards. It looks like things are terrible. It's still beseder. Because it's never been up to us to make it beseder. It's always been beseder because that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to be. And when we're able to have a moment, a taste, a rega, of that feeling, we're experiencing Shabbos in the middle of the week. It's a beautiful machlokas in Masechus Beitzah about how Shammai and Hillel, Beishamai and Beishillel would prepare themselves for Shabbos. Beishamai, the Gemara tells us, every article, every aspect, every element of goodness that he encountered, he would say, this is for Shabbos. And he would buy it and he would purchase it and he would set it aside for Shabbos. And then if he encountered something better, he would eat the first one and he would say, now this one is for Shabbos. Meaning that Peshamai felt that there was a deep need to prepare for Shabbos in the midst of the week. And there's a darga she'en gavoa mizeh. Right? That to prepare for Shabbos, every step that we take is a preparation for Shabbos. That's a gavaldika madrega. But then there was the midah of Hillel. He had a different way of looking at the world. And Hillel wouldn't be bothered with preparing for Shabbos. Because everything was L'Shem Shemayim. And our Meforshim explained that that's because Hillel was experiencing Shabbos at every moment. Everything he ate was Shabbos. Everything he did was Shabbos. There was no need to say this is saved for Shabbos. Because at this moment right now it's Shabbos. I don't need to set this aside. Everything is Shabbos. Hillel is Rosh Tevos Harofel Shvore Lev. The ability to mend broken hearts. Brokenheartedness is the element of the weak. Brokenheartedness is the element of whole, of those holes, of that broken nature of anxiety and all the despondency that assaults us when Shabbos leaves. The Midah of Hillel, the Midah Acheresha Haisolo, that different derech of looking at existence, of harofei lev, that promise that the brokenness of the heart shall be redeemed and healed, is the ability to see Shabbos at every moment. Which is why Hillel Hazakin was capable of saying, Im anikan hakolkan. If I am here at this moment, if I draw HaKadosh Baruch Hu into my life at this moment, there is nothing missing. Ah, the lamatas melachos and everything is broken. It doesn't matter. There is nothing missing. There's nothing missing. Because it's a matter that is contingent in the mind of an individual. 
The avoid of the week is to uncover the Shabbos within the mind that allows our eyes to illuminate the brokenness of the days. To end, what we're going to show is a teaching from Rabbi Nachman. Now, this idea of drawing Shabbos into the week itself is something that is found in all of our tzaddikim, Ramchal, the Rashash, the Balasulam, the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh and his students, the Vongon and his students, the Leshem Shavu Vachalayma, an incredible piece in the Leshem Shavu Vachalayma and Shara Klalim and Klal Yod Zion. I forgot to talk about it, so I'm not going to start talking about it now. But Rabbi Nachman writes as follows in, in, in Torah Hay, where Rabbi Nachman describes two modes of awareness in the world, two modes of consciousness. There's a mode of consciousness of ko, and there's a mode of consciousness of zeh, this and that. Ko, which is thatness, is this feeling that there's something that stands at the ready in the future, that place which stands beyond. I'm aware of it, but it's still distant. It's not here yet. And so maybe I can hope towards it, maybe I can anticipate it, but I can't experience it yet. And that's what Rabbi Nachman refers to based on the Zohar HaKadosh as as a clouded speculum, as a a darkened lens. That's the nevuah of all of the other neviim other than Moshe Rabbeinu. Then there's the Bechina of Zeh, which is thisness, which is the ability to say that this is it. This is everything, this moment, zeh. It's not something that stands at the ready in the future. It's not some schar that stands beyond. It's right here, right now. My presence of mind is all that I have. And right now is Shabbos because I choose to think that it's Shabbos. And Rabbi Nachman wants us to cultivate the vision of zeh, to live in this world with the belief in schar mitzvah mitzvah that the schar of the action is the action itself, that the, the reward for our engagement in this world is the very nature of our engagement in this world, of not waiting to find Hashem, but drawing Hashem down into the very moment that we find ourselves in. And Ibn Nachman says as follows, And this is what our tzaddikim have told us, what Chazal have told us, when it comes to Shabbos, Start thinking about Shabbos already on the first day of the week. That the taste of the future, which is the aspect of Shabbos, that a person should allow themselves to feel it already in the six days of creation, which is the Bechina of Masa HaMitzvos, of our engagement with physicality and concealment. Through which all of concealment came into existence. On the level of physicality, on the level of our spiritual, psychological being, and on the level of time itself. And this is the promise that on your day you shall receive your reward. And we started with this teaching and we'll end with this teaching. The Arizal asks a very powerful question. He says, but how is HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mekayim the mitzvah of paying a day worker his wages on the day that he works? Because we know, as Chazal tells us, that Tzachar Mitzvah Baha'i al that the future stands at the future. The future can't enter into the present. There's no Tzachar in the present because Tzachar is associated with the future. So how could HaKadosh Baruch Hu be Mekayim the mitzvah of giving us a taste of the future in the present? Where's our Tzachar? And the Arizal says that the mitzvah of Shabbos is how we taste the schar of the future within the present itself. Because on your day, on that day, you shall repay the reward as Rosh Shabbos.
Because Shabbos, the concept of Shabbos is our ability to settle our minds for a moment and to take a deep breath and to say, I'm okay. I'm okay. Things are okay. Ah, things are not okay. They're still okay. Ah, things are broken. They're still okay. But Ezra Hashem, what we should be able to, um, to try and uncover and, and draw into our hearts is the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov who came to give us a taste of this, the Torah of Mashiach. Tarasosha Mashiach, that or of Shiva Simebereshis, which reminds us that even though the future stands in the future, nevertheless, it's still present in the present right now. And Be'ezra Hashem will be zoichat to taste from the or Shiva Simebereshis to be Mekayim, to be Mekayim Be'ezra Hashem, the promise that Mashiach Tzidkenu told the Baal Tov HaKadosh when the Baal Tov had his famous Aliyah, Laheichala Mashiach, when the Baal Tov ascended and his neshama ascended to the chamber of Mashiach. The Baal Shem Tov said to Mashiach, to Mashiach, when are you going to come? We've been waiting for so long. When are you going to arrive? And Mashiach Sidkenu answered the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, when your wellsprings expand outwards, meaning to say not only that your teachings will become popular, but when the outside, when those things that are in sharp distinction to holiness, to the inside, are transformed into the inside, when you could take the whole, which is the outside, and transform it into the inside, which is Shabbos, when you can take your anxiety and transform it, and transform it into a Muna, that's when Mashiach Tzidkenu is ready to arrive. And Be'ezus Hashem, we should be zoichat to be able to taste just a little bit from the waters of the Baal Shem Tov and learn how to draw Shabbos into every element of our lives. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.